Hi, I'm Zed. Hi, I'm P. Welcome, Welcome to, to the Not Your Typical Sister podcast. We're two brown girls trying to open the conversation and share our experiences on taboo subjects. We're not experts or doctors, so we recommend speaking to a professional if you need help or advice. So grab a cuppa, sit back and enjoy the podcast. We started a podcast. I can't believe it. No, I can't. It's taken us bloody long enough. It's taken us far too long to start this podcast. But um, yeah, there you go. We've done it. We've started. Do you want to introduce yourself, Zed? Yes, I'm Zed and I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Yes. And I have two children. And I think that's about it, really. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's enough. That pretty much sums me up. Bye. I am P and I recently got into drinking loads of herbal teas, which I used to hate as a kid when mum used to feed them to me. It's weird how your tastes change, don't they? It's like some things that you probably loved as a kid, you probably hate now. And some things you hated as a kid, you've started enjoying. Like my husband the other day started drinking tea as well. No way. Yes. I don't understand how. Usually he just dips his biscuit in my tea, which is really annoying. But he started actually drinking garlic chai. He was telling me today, oh, I'm craving it. And I thought, oh, bloody hell, he's got a tea addiction, hasn't he? Well, welcome to the tea club. (laughs) You know what? Now he's going to want to join us in the coffee shops and little tea shops. (laughs) Yeah, well, too late. Too late. (laughs) For those of you who um, obviously don't know us very well, Zed and I have been friends for a very, very long time. We obviously decided to start the podcast We've both got different reasons, I suppose, or kind of similar reasons, but also kind of slightly different reasons why we wanted to do this podcast or why we think the podcast is necessary. But yeah, Zed, I don't know if you want to talk about why you wanted to do the podcast. I think primarily I wanted to do the podcast because there's so many things that we just don't talk about in our community. Um, There's so many subjects that Mm. we don't talk about and you experience certain things in your life. And when you go through them, you want to talk about them to other people. But mm. when other people aren't open to those conversations mm. or they don't understand those conversations or they just shut you down, it's it's kind of lonely. And I just feel like as if there must be so many other people out there from our community and from other communities who are in similar situations where they're going through something and either people aren't listening or they don't want to listen. I guess this podcast will hopefully help enable those conversations so that people aren't as afraid and they can just talk more openly yeah definitely just building on that point like for me I think um like like you said going through those experiences in life for example there wasn't much information out there from genuine people from the Asian community people talking about things like for example mental health and things like that when you go through these experiences you just you you don't know what what to do and you you're sort of looking for information but actually you can't find the information so I suppose for me doing the podcast I suppose I wanted to try and build a community or like a sort of safe place for people to sort of share their experiences and you know to offer like help and support for people because it's sometimes it's really difficult to open up and talk to like sort of family members for example but maybe us talking about certain issues on the podcast might help someone or give them the confidence to 
or the courage even to talk to someone about whatever's going on. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it does. So P, um, what was it like growing up for you? For me, I didn't actually grow up in the UK. So I was born in South Africa and I lived in South Africa for the first 12 years of my life. So we lived as part of an extended family with my grand my grandparents and my auntie and obviously us all in the same house so it was sort of a very tight-knit living situation and not just with within those kind of people as well you always had aunties over and cousins over and everybody was up in everyone's business all the time and I'm pretty sure a lot of people could probably relate because I know I know like obviously speaking to other people in the community so many people live like that and sometimes it's not necessarily a bad thing it's got its pros and cons but I think in a way I'm sort of glad that my mum moved away from that and I think when you're in that environment you don't sort of see all the negative things that happen it's only when you sort of come out of that environment that you pick up on the bad things like for example when all the aunties are commenting about your weight or your skin color or something like that when actually nothing's wrong with you and it's normal and that's who you are you don't think about it but later on in life as you grow up when you become a teenager and stuff like that you start getting complexes about all of these things and you know growing up I was never a really skinny skinny child that was always from the time I was born I was always a little bit chubby but then I started my teen years then I I obviously I think I shot up as in height wise so I sort of evened out it's just not nice when people talk about things like that but again you don't realize it and then we obviously moved to the UK and we were out of that environment you then start to pick up on little things that maybe you didn't see before but yeah what was it like for you growing up so I think you were very lucky that you moved to England when you were 12 because I lived in that sort of environment until I was 20 something years old. Um, I mean, we didn't have an extended family in the same house as such. So obviously I was with my parents, my siblings, but much like we've got a really big family. Um, so there's like three brothers, three sisters, and they've all got a few kids each. And then you've got your aunties and your uncles so all from my dad's side of the family and they all live within a stone throw's difference so like they're all down the street like one street you go down there's three relatives there and the next street you go down there's another three relatives and you can't go anywhere without bumping into someone so like you said there's always someone up in your and it's not even just the aunties you know that it's the uncles and it's the cousins and it's everyone who wants to who need they need to know about everything that's going on in your life it's like as if they're they're given some sort of god-given right to know everything about your life and Mm. you kind of just think that's normal you think Mm. it's normal to tell them all your details how much you you know how much you earn um where you work all your all your sort of school GCSE results like as if they need to know first but it's absolutely fine because that's how it is and yeah only only until I got married and sort of the situation changed Mm. you kind of realize how toxic that environment is yeah and like you I was I was um, a bit on the chubby side when I was younger so I was constantly given nicknames and it gave me really big sort of complexes later on in life and we can talk about that um at another time mm, but yeah it's weird how something that seems so normal to you at the time can trigger and play on your mind when you're older 
So now if like my husband or if someone talks about someone's or if they comment on one of the nieces or nephews appearance it really bugs me because mm-hmm. I think to myself no don't say anything about their appearance their height their you know they've got a pimple or anything because those kind of things really play on someone's mind and it can if affect them their mental health you might not realize it and it might not have like a an, an effect right now but as they grow older they'll start thinking about these things and with social media and filters and everything that's around at the moment, it's hard not to. It's yeah. hard not to think about the way you look. Yeah. And I feel like it's an added pressure now with social media. Maybe when we were growing up, it, it wasn't so bad because the internet wasn't so readily available to everybody. But now... Yeah, like it took like 20 minutes to get the dial up to work. Oh my God, yes. Not to mention, can you imagine the quality of the sound and the video if we were doing the podcast back when we were growing up? There's no way. <laughs> yeah, um, someone would have called the landline by now and interrupted the, exactly, the internet dial-up. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I feel like it, it definitely, social media definitely makes it hard. I mean, you know, not everything about social media is bad, but I think with sort of cyberbullying and, you know, the filters and things like that, that the whole concept of beauty changed with the time, I suppose. It'll probably touch on many, many, many things that we've mentioned. I feel like we've both just talked about childhood and growing up. And I don't want anyone to think that, obviously, I hate my childhood or anything and the people are really horrible in my past life. It's just obviously this podcast is to highlight issues and things yeah. that, that probably yeah, don't course. talk about normally. So I hope no one out there is thinking, oh my God, we've hit, we're slandering everyone that's been in of our life course. previously or as we're growing up. They're yeah. obviously hugely happy, happy memories. But at the same time, it's really good to reflect. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> Look, no, I know, definitely, because, you know, it's not nice. It's not that we don't have happy memories, but obviously we're trying to pinpoint topics that people don't really talk about, but think that it's okay. It's okay, but you don't realize how it makes other people feel. So like, you know, when you were talking about picking on people's appearances, for example, like you obviously know how that feels because you know, someone's obviously said something to you and it's touched a nerve or something and it's not a nice thing. And because you know how it feels, you don't want to make another person feel like that. So you tend not to do it. But that doesn't mean another person feels the same way, essentially, with the podcast is that it's it's not our intention to sort of disrespect anyone's sort of opinions or religions or beliefs or anything like that it's just we we are just trying to voice out our sort of experiences and our opinions on things that we've been through in life that maybe might help somebody else out there who's struggling with something similar yeah 100 percent So yeah, I mentioned that I obviously grew up in South Africa, but you know, I I didn't mention that obviously I grew up in in a sort of Asian Indian sort of household. We had all of the cultural beliefs and sort of values and things like that, that is instilled down from generations and generations and generations that never breaks the cycle. It just carries on and on and on and on. And yeah, maybe I'm going to be the one that breaks the cycle. Well, certain things. Yeah, I think often, there are good values as well. That's the thing. There are good things that you learn from them as well. But sometimes not everything is good. Yeah. So my family is Muslim and my dad's side is all Pakistani. And my mom's side is Indian. A lot of the things that I've noticed as I grew up were that it was mostly cultural. It wasn't religion. Mm. 
So if you actually ask someone, oh, mm. why are you doing a certain thing? Like they give a, they give an answer, but it's not it's not anything to do with your, with your religion, but it's given that sort of importance as religion, which mm. I find really hard to differentiate between because so now I've got two children and like when they were born, we, we did certain things in certain ways. And again, it was cultural. It wasn't religion. So they were like cultural sort of rituals. Mm it's not religious yeah so, so true what am I gonna teach my children like I don't want them to just follow blindly follow what I've, whatever I'm doing I might be doing like saluting two magpies that's all super superstition isn't it but they <laughs> might start thinking magpies? oh that's part of Islam yes of course I do do you yeah. I did not know that about you yeah there you go yeah. I've learned a new fun fact about <laughs> <laughs> the superstition behind that so apparently I, will, I, I don't know there's something about the number of magpies as well but all I know is that if you don't salute a magpie something bad's gonna happen I have no idea where I've got that concept from oh I don't gosh. even know if it's an actual superstition or if someone just told me one day <laughs> but now like if I see a magpie I have to salute it no matter if I'm talking to someone from work or if I'm walking down the street if I'm driving can you imagine like saluting while you're driving <laughs> but I do it I love it by the way there's loads of yeah. magpies in our area so yeah, I'm gonna have to yeah. witness this one day. <laughs> I don't, I don't do it all the bloody time. I do it like the first time I've seen them, and if it's the same magpies walk, walking in my garden, I'm not gonna keep on like well, saluting them every five seconds. Well, well, my rule is, if I've seen the magpie, I've saluted it. If a friend joins the magpie, then okay, I'll salute that one. But if it gets to a point where they're coming and going, then I kind of just leave them to do their own thing. I mean, I'm obviously not laughing at your views, but I just, it's just, I love it. I but love you it. are. But see, that's what I mean. Oh. Like if Xavier or like Zyra, they see me <clears throat> saluting magpies, they might think, oh no, that's part of Islam. We have to salute magpies. I know. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Sometimes you just follow things just because your parents did them and or your uncles did them or your aunties yeah, did it or your brothers or sisters did it. Like sleeping magpies, that's, there's not much harm in that. But mm. if you start making it out to be really, really important, like, oh, why haven't you saluted that magpie? Now your whole day is going to be bad. Or this is why this has happened to you. Then, yeah. yeah it's, but there's so scary. many things, isn't there? Like, I, I mean, I'm not a superstitious person. I've never really believed in, in superstitions as such. But I don't know why when a black cat runs in front of my car, a little part of me always has this tiny bit of fear, like, oh God, something bad's going to happen. But I mean, I don't believe it. I don't, I don't believe it. Any of the other things like broken mirrors, walking under ladders, blah, 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 none of that stuff. I've never really been a superstitious person that way, but there's just something about black cats. I don't know, actually. Some things I'm quite superstitious about, some things I'm not. Like the scaffolding, walking under scaffolding, I'm not superstitious about that. Mm-mm, no, I think it's all to do with the experiences and like you obviously pick up things from your parents and your like extended family and people around you, the people that you spend time with and I think it's also like when you want something good to happen in your life or you're you're Mm. really praying for something to go well you kind of want to do anything within your power to get that thing to go your way so Mm. even if it means you follow some stupid stupid superstition or some cultural thing that's just been passed down from generations that you do not believe in the slightest you will do it just so that you can get what you want right Exactly. Uh, so sometimes you just kind of like just go on with it. You just think, oh, you know what? I don't want to anger any of the gods out there. I'll just go <laughs> go along with whatever this is. Exactly. Um, just to make it work. Oh God, the countless times that I've done that before. Anyway, 
we're getting sidetracked again. Our intention with the podcast is to talk about topics that are not necessarily talked about or topics that when we were growing up generally weren't talked about in our households. But as we grew up and we came out of that environment, you realise how important it is to talk about certain things that we've been through in life where maybe we couldn't find the help or support that we needed. Is there anything that you felt that you couldn't talk about in your in your household or any experiences that you've been through that maybe you were in a situation where you you felt like you couldn't talk to anyone? And what would you consider taboo as such or like stereotypical situations you found yourself in? So I think in terms of taboo subjects or things that aren't really talked about, uh, the key one for me is probably mental health, depression. Mm. because the word depressed is I feel like as if it's just thrown around Mm. Um, if you're sad you're depressed but if you're sad you're sad if you're depressed you've actually got an illness and the problem that I found in um, the Asian community is depression or mental health those kind of things are considered as oh you're crazy Mm. not you've got something that can be hopefully helped if you tell someone they're crazy and if you tell them continuously or um, enough times, they'll start thinking they're crazy as well. And yeah, of course. I've actually seen that in our, in our community. I've seen relatives that have been told that they're crazy to such an extent that they have actually become crazy. It's shocking because yeah. like even things with, with depression, it's it's not something that can be helped. It's a chemical thing in your brain. People don't realize that. They think, oh, you're just saying it like when someone's got depression, it's actually a medical thing. And people don't think of it like that. They just think what you said, that you're, you're just crazy or you're just being dramatic type thing. But actually, you're not. You've genuinely got a medical problem and you genuinely need help. And the worst thing someone can say to you when you're depressed is snap out of it or cheer up because mm. if it was that easy you would you would cheer up mm. it's not like you're having a bad day or bad hair day or something mm. where you know something's going to cheer you up when you're depressed you feel like as if you're in an abyss you just keep sinking down and someone telling you to cheer up isn't going to help but yeah so that's one of the one of the things that I think is a taboo subject um, or anything related to mental health yeah. yeah, there's so many things that you could talk of when it comes to mental health, like eating disorders, hormone problems, so many things, stress. It's yeah, crazy. Stress, stress is a massive thing. Yeah. But what about you? What do you what would you consider as not as taboo or don't really talk about? For me, I think it wasn't talked about much in our household as well. With my mum, yes, but not my dad. I'm talking about periods. For for the listeners out there that don't know, I've basically got PCOS, which is is really common. A lot a lot of women have it. But throughout my teen years and things like that, obviously I I sort of didn't know what what the heck was going on with my body. But we'll we'll sort of talk about that more in depth further on in the in the podcast. But Again, although it's so common, not a lot of people have heard about it or people have heard about it, but actually they don't know what it is. And like for me growing up, that was something major. And I I maybe felt that, you know, if I was more aware about it or maybe even if my mum was more aware about it, I'm not saying that my mum obviously wasn't involved in the process or anything like that. But I'm just saying that if if there was more information about about that, that was helpful 
maybe I would be going through a different experience or maybe I would have had a different experience growing up with PCOS. In terms of PCOS, to be honest, I didn't know much about it. I knew a few people who had it. Um, yeah. And now that I look back, I've sort of connected the dots and I've realised more people have had it, but they just didn't admit yeah. that they had PCOS. Some people have it genuinely. They have it and they don't know that they've got yeah. it. I mean, I had it for so many years. I knew I had it for so many years, but I didn't know anything about what it was or, you know, part of me probably didn't want to know either because when I found out about it, I was obviously really young. And at that time, I wasn't thinking about the future. I wasn't thinking about anything. Yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? But there's so so little information out there on so many different subjects that we don't talk about. So um, another thing I would say is about being a mum. Yeah. Everyone expects you to be also happy and bonding with the baby and over the moon that you're pregnant and you're you've got some there's something growing inside you but no one actually tells you the reality of how hard it is the whole pregnancy process the whole trying to conceive process the the actual having the child and then having two of them <laughs> the sleepless yeah, nights the fact that it's been I think three three years P and the latest I've ever slept in is nine o'clock in three years wow and it's like what what has happened of course I'm grateful that I've got I've got children that I'm not denying that for a second but there's so many other things that if people just told you oh you know what it's okay to not feel great after you've had a baby or it's okay to you know we'll just want a break for a little while you're not yeah, a bad mom and um, what about all the mental health but, things that come yeah, with having babies as well and postnatal uh prenatal even um yeah. there's so much mental health yeah. stuff around that as well that people actually don't talk about it especially in Asian communities I would say as well you just like get thrown in and you yeah. just have to deal with it that's it the whole family is sort of judging you in yeah. the background and you know that and you can yeah. feel that presence I suppose and you just get on with it no matter what your body or your mind is going through yeah and the thing is with like if you're living in an extended family there's a saying isn't it, it takes a village to raise a, kid. a baby or something or look mm. after a child raise a kid that's it and it does but what if you don't have a village then what do you do exactly maybe back in the days when people lived closer together and they had massive families living in the same house you had that support where if mm-hmm. you if you needed to go out for a bit you'd left your child with the grandparents or the you know the sister-in-law mm-hmm. or something but yeah. now things have changed so much um it's not the same everyone's working everyone's got their own mm-hmm. lives you can't just drop your kid off with someone and expect them to look after it you are their sole provider and that's hard it's really hard not having that not having the bit of space it really is and I think like even back in the days maybe not my parents but my grandparents generation the mum just stayed home and her job was to look after the kids and to run the household and the man went out to work and that was her sole responsibility so yes she managed all of that and that in itself is a full-time job but now women like us or like you for example you've got to run the house you've got to manage the kids plus you you've got your career there as well I think I feel like now in this day and age it's really hard for the women not to work in the society that we're living in one yes you want the career you want to feel like you're achieving something but also maybe you can't afford not to work yeah there was a saying that I heard or someone it was a phrase where someone said you got you go to work like as if you haven't got a child and then you come back home like as if you don't have a job yeah and it that's not that's not possible your brain doesn't switch off like that 
Like mm, I remember so when I went back to work, like I know we're gonna we'll probably talk about this on another on another episode, but I remember like when I when I went back to work after Xavier was born and I remember just being like an emotional wreck. Like I was looking forward to going back to work so much, but then just random things and I just break down in tears and I'm thinking, hold on a second, I'm an internal auditor. I can't be I can't be <laughs> crying of little things. Um but yeah, it, it just your brain changes. Your yeah. your brain actually changes after you become a mum. Yeah, of course yeah, it that's, does. That's There's a so whole many... different whole I know. different episode. Oh, let's not get into that now. But yeah, I mean we could go on. <laughs> but let's not. Oh, there's so many things. And I think like with with this kind of things, like I think everyone can relate to at least one thing that maybe they felt you couldn't talk to your family about it or you're worried to talk to your family about it because you don't know how they're going to react or you think this is how they're going to react and you're already predicting what's going to happen you know in the future and it's terrifying it is really terrifying like I know with me with obviously the PCOS and my periods being so irregular I was like ashamed like oh my god why am I not get, why am I not getting my period I don't want to tell anyone that I'm not getting my period it's embarrassing isn't it it's really emb- like for you as a child but actually it's not embarrassing and you shouldn't be made to feel like it's an embarrassing thing because every single woman goes through it every single woman has yeah. a period it's a natural part of your body and your life and your cycle yeah but isn't it just weird yeah. how you're made to feel like it's such an embarrassing, disgusting thing, but it isn't? Yeah, yeah, that's it. You're supposed to feel ashamed of having a period. It's just bizarre how rubbish you're meant to feel because you've had a period. Well, you you didn't choose to have that period. You were born as a as a female. You, you your body's going to work in certain ways. Mm. Why should you feel embarrassed? And you shouldn't be made to feel like that. Um, that you can't talk about certain things or that you're impure in any way because you've had a period. I mean we could go on the list goes on and on I think about topics and you know obviously we we'd love to hear from the listeners as well about obviously their experiences and things that are affecting them or you don't know how to address it for example these are kind of things that we we're working on at the moment hopefully we can provide a little bit of insight and share our experiences on what we've been through and maybe it will help someone yeah that is the aim so yeah we'd love to hear from you and it'd be interesting to know what type of communities you come from as well because it'd be nice to know if you come from an extended family or anything like that and how it's been in your experience you might have had a completely different experience to us but yeah we'd love to hear more from you guys yeah um thank you everyone for listening to this episode of not your typical sister podcast we're really looking forward to your feedback so that we can hopefully help build up our content um, we've got lots more to come so watch this space we'd absolutely love to hear from you we, we're on instagram at not your typical sister we also have a facebook community page so hopefully you can join our tribe we would absolutely love to hear from you guys hear what you know any feedback on the podcast you can comment or leave us reviews on whether you're listening on youtube or any on any of the podcast streaming services and yeah we hope you've enjoyed this episode i can't believe we've done our first episode hopefully there's many many more to come see you next time bye
Thank you for listening to this episode of Not Your Typical Sister. We would love to hear your thoughts and comments. You can leave us comments and reviews on whichever streaming service you are listening through. Don't forget to join our tribe on Instagram and Facebook at Not Your Typical Sister. Speak to you next time.